Okay, let's get started. Welcome, you guys. My name is Chloe Bellatori. I am a relationship and communication expert. I am a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. I'm also 20 years married. I've been doing this work for over 10 years. Um, I use the tools of transactional analysis as created by Eric Byrne. I use the tools of androgynous semantic realignment as created by Pat Allen. And I also use tools that I've come up with myself after having done this work for over a decade. I've also written three books about this work. The first one, How to Live, Find Love and Keep It. That's really the guidebook for the basics that we're going to go over tonight. Um, my second book is New Ways of Being, The Pain of Change, which helps you navigate the changes that come about from doing this work. Because when we do this work, you will see change and change is inherently painful, um, even change for the better. So a lot of times when we're changing and things aren't going quite the way we want them to, um, or we encounter some pain, or even if things are going well, we may, we will still experience pain because the there is pain inherent in change. So I help people a lot with that. And then my third book is Secrets to a Good Marriage, What is Love? And so all those books are available on Amazon. I put in the chat um, where you can find them and me. Um, okay. So what is this work? Why are we here? What are we doing here? This work is a game changer. It is all about bringing balance into your life, into yourself, and into your relationships. Because the most successful relationships are those that are balanced between complementary energies. And pretty much um, all energy on this planet at least, is organized by duality, right? We have night and day, we have yin and yang, we have feminine and masculine, which we're going to be talking a lot um, here. So, you know, when we get out of balance, this really makes us what's called ego dystonic. And sometimes what gets us out of balance oftentimes is childhood trauma. Anything that we experience from the ages of zero to 12 affects us more than anything else um, that happens later in life, simply because it occurs during a critical window. And so we end up having to adopt certain survival strategies and coping mechanisms during this zero to 12 window, right? Because we need to be attached to our parents. We need to get along with the people who own the refrigerator. We need to get our basic needs met. And that's often at the cost of our own authenticity. Now, some parents are well-meaning, some parents are ill-meaning. Um, so, effects from childhood can be varied. And it's also true that no two people react to something the same way. So you may be traumatized by something that a sibling isn't traumatized by, for example. Um, but the problem is when we bring these coping mechanisms into our adult life, that's when we really find that they sabotage us because then we end up recreating the conditions of our childhood and then recreating those same relationships in an effort to resolve those relationships, to heal those relationships. But it's just wrongheaded because we're using the same coping strategies and expectations, patterns of behavior and thinking that we did in childhood. Okay. So I help people a lot understanding what those, what those patterns are. I help people bring themselves into balance between their own yin and yang energies, also known as feminine and masculine, so that they can put their best foot forward and get what they want. 
out of life, out of relationships, because it's in our relationships that we most often see these traumatic experiences surface, these triggers happen, okay? These are where we see most of our issues. Um, what am I talking about? Balance, yin and yang, feminine and masculine. There's a lot of misunderstanding about those terms. So feminine energy, passive, patient, vulnerable. Feminine energy is right side of the brain. It's the world of feelings. It's the world of spirituality, sexuality, sensuality. Feminine energy is in the world to make it fun, but it's not of the world. It's like air, okay? It's receiving. Masculine energy, left brain, yang energy, that is logical and linear. That's competitive, conquering, controlling, giving, uh, nurturing, taking care of. These are all masculine yang left brain energies and the metaphor for that um stuff right this is the world of um thoughts most of us are and ideas most of us are in our masculine energy when we're at work for example all of us are both all of us are both feminine and masculine and everybody has to find their authentic balance and for most of us that means recovering a sense of balance that was lost in somewhere along the line in childhood when we had to adapt to attach okay and there's a great book called the yin yang of life i'll put it in the chat and it's by dr kim and dr lee and they break down pretty much everything in the universe between um yin and yang energies so if you want to explore that more you can but i always find it fascinating um you know, they break down food, they break down colors, they break down um, seasons. I mean, literally everything you can think of. Okay. Um, so that is the basis of my work. And for the rest of the time, I'm going to take questions from you guys these sessions are all really driven by you guys. I see in my private practice, I see men, I see women, I see couples. I also teach this work several times a year um, in different modules. We just finished the module two, which was great. And the great thing is about those are they're really small groups. We go uh, deeper than we can go in these meetups. They meet for four weeks. Um, here, I'll put the link for that in the chat as well and you know we really we really end up going deep it's kind of amazing um and the great thing is is we learn from each other and we're also able to <clears throat> excuse me we're also able to really apply the theories that we're learning to what's happening in our lives at this current moment and that is is often really really instructive because, you know, you guys come to these and you learn stuff or one of my clients was saying she reads the books, you know, but then applying things is a different story. And so um, that's when we can really get in and kind of fine tune and adjust things. I'm, I try to be really flexible for my clients because I also like to be there in the moment when people are having issues. Um, one of the issues that I had when I was just going to traditional emotive therapy is like, well, I have an appointment Friday. I'm having a breakdown Tuesday. What am I supposed to do in between time? So I really, um, to the best of my ability, try to be uh, available for my clients when they need me in the moment. So I often have people calling me from a date or, you know, outside, they just got kicked out of the house or whatever it is. Um, that's the way that I work. And like I said, this work is a game changer. All this, this stuff, all the tools that I talk about um, will really, you'll really be able to see 
changes in your life. It's not like going to a mode of therapy where you talk and you're recognized and maybe seen by somebody else, which is nice and essential, but you don't necessarily see changes in your life. And so that can become a problem. For me, it just became an exercise in futility to keep going to therapy. So when I found this work, I was really happy. All the stuff I've just described to you, this is all existing scholarship. What's new about this work is the tools to execute on that scholarship. And those are the things that are really innovative because it's great to hear a lot of theory. It's great to study things and all that. I'm I'm a, a big fan of, of scholarship, but it's very different then to apply that theory in your life and see the changes. Like I'll talk about things tonight. You guys will, you know, have a certain experience from hearing about them, but then when you actually use the tools and do it, you have a deeper experience. And then when you come back and, and update me, I love to get your updates. And then I hear about your experience. And then we can, you know, it goes deeper and you learn more. And so that's one reason why I love doing these groups is because we really have that opportunity to learn from each other. Obviously in privates, we can go a lot deeper. Um, and those are really great too. So I have right now, I have these three ways of working with me coming to the meetups, which are free, um, doing the module, which is less than seeing me privately, and then obviously doing private sessions. Okay. So now I'm going to open it up for questions. And you guys can ask me about your relationships. You can ask me about communication. A lot of this work are, is communication tools and how to defuse conflicts, um, how to communicate with and negotiate with love as opposed to bullying, bullying or seducing. Um, so yeah, you can ask me really about anything. Um, I often answer questions about people's, uh, family lives or even work situations. So Rick, welcome. Oh, oh hi, Chloe. I just want to say the, the, uh, video doesn't work. Yes, I know. I, um, I'm doing no cameras tonight. Oh, okay. I'm just going to do audio. I'm just trying out new, new things. And I think it will be better for, um, I'm going to be recording these things as a resource. So. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, uh, that's too bad. I, I prepared an outfit just for tonight. <laughs> Is that real? Is that true? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just. Uh, okay. I, we have had that in here before. How's everything oh, really? going? How's your flirting going? Are you doing anything? Well, you know, uh, I think I think I'm I'm back to just what you were talking about. I I I think I need to go back to therapy because I have I have issues with uh, I have two issues. I have a like a abandonment. Probably have more than two. I have abandonment and I have separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. I think I've talked to you about it before, but you yeah, know, the I, separation anxiety. And I have this, you know, this ex-girlfriend that um, it's becoming kind of toxic, actually, because right. I, actually, I work with her and, uh, and and music. And like it happened again last night where, you know, I, I drove like 90 minutes to, to support her at this to see this this band. And and um, I had to leave. I, I left a gig and I, I like I got there a little bit late and she was there with her girlfriend and and i sat a couple rows behind them and during the break i was getting a headache and i said i'm gonna go next door to get some pizza and i came back and they were gone she just like left and it was like so like hmm. something like you you don't do that to a friend like it was just right like, without saying anything or texting or she something. called me yeah she texted but I, I didn't get the text until i sat down in the theater and anyway it's, it felt terrible and it just brings up all the, the old um issues you know that, right uh, right um i thought that we talked about you not seeing her except at band practice yeah well this was a thing because her friend was in from out of town a photographer and she invited me to 
go and it was sort of like for the band and then you know i called her and she said well i you know I, mission accomplished she talked to the people that she wanted she wants to get a gig there so that was like her whole purpose of going but um it felt like i like i didn't even need to be there and it just felt like, like she didn't care whether i was there or not so right right exactly so remember that next time before you cancel your plans and go out of your way to go and meet up with her. I really do want you to try to stick with not seeing her unless you have to for the band. And you even were saying maybe you'd consider quitting the band because it's become so toxic. And it's she's just, you know, she's just not she doesn't respect you. She doesn't respect you and she doesn't cherish you. That's how I was feeling last night. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand why you feel bad. And I think part of the reason that you feel even worse is because it's not the first time. And so you're setting yourself up over and over for pain like this. And I think that makes it worse because you know better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know it's hard. I know you're lonely. I know you want to go out and do things. And I want you to go out and do things too. But I really think this is like stoking your pain addiction. Contact with this woman. Yeah. You, know, you cannot play with toxic people because it's it's very hard to build yourself up. And then, but it's very easy for someone to tear you down. Now with this you never know when it's going to happen. You're going to go out on the street. Some unhoused person's going to yell at you or, you know, road rage at you. You know, I mean, things are happening all the time, but you don't have to make it worse by making plans with somebody who treats you like crap, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'd rather see you go do your seated flirt that night, you know? Even if yeah, you don't need yeah. anybody, at least you're doing something for yourself. Right. I just don't see you building with this woman. So why keep interacting? Yeah. So just restrict it to the music. Yeah. I just think she's going to keep disappointing you. You know, yeah. unless you can just go and have plans with her and go and know, hey, if I see you, you probably going to treat me like crap. Oh, well, but I don't think you could do that. And I, that also seems like a waste of time when you could be putting your energy into meeting somebody who likes your beard. <laughs> yeah. Well, th well, this was, this was unexpected. I mean, because I, I, you know, I, I partially wanted to see her friend too, because I'm kind of friends with her and, and they just, they just left. And it, I was like, you know, and there was another hour to drive back. It was like Pasadena, you know, it was a long drive. Yeah, no, she doesn't respect you or cherish your feelings. And I mean, that's one of the great things about this work is that, you know, it gives you a rubric to assess the relationships in your life. And, you know, you may come to a point where if somebody doesn't cherish your feelings or respect your thoughts, that you just don't want to have anything to do with them. Because what's the point, you know? Yeah. Well, I think she respects my sort of musical um, and, and uh, you know, thoughts or whatever. But Right. But those weren't being called for that night. Sorry? Those weren't being called for that night. Right. And she, she, she like consults me with sort of uh, business, um, you know, questions and things like that. Okay. So she well, you can choose to continue that side of the relationship the working relationship if it's not too painful for you but start saying no to the other stuff that's gonna just doing that is gonna build your confidence okay 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 try that and let me know how it goes and try to get back into your flirting all right <laughs> <laughs> i'll try thanks <laughs> For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, for those of you who don't know that, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the five flirts, and this is the homework that I assigned for single people, and it means that you're going to be flirting five times a week 
four of those times are going to be moving. Like, so just in the course of your day, you're walking down the sidewalk, you're picking up your coffee, you're going grocery shopping. You see someone who catches your eye, literally five seconds of eye contact, smile at the same time. If you're in the feminine energy, you're going to wait. That's your signal that you're open to being approached. If you're in the masculine energy, you're going to look for that eye contact being re- returned, and then you can make an approach. One day a week, you're going to be, um, one day a week, you're going to be doing a seated flirt, and you're going to pick a spot that where you like the look of the people that hang out there. And, you know, you might play around with a bunch of different spots. I I remember when I was single, I like to go to the Starbucks near the fire station because those firemen would always be there. And you plant yourself for 45 minutes to an hour, bring a book, go alone, bring your phone, whatever it is, but that way you're seated so somebody can come up to you and, you know, approach you or you can do the eye contact and smile and, and you can approach them. You know, you have a little more time or stay around 45 minutes to an hour. It's also a good way for people to start to get to know you. One of the reasons people often fall in love at work is because they see each other repeatedly and they don't have the stress of having to make dates. So if you're just showing up somewhere regularly. Somebody gets to know you a little bit better. And then, you know, you, you start to form connections. And a lot of people are forming connections just based on um, even just friendships from doing these flirts, right? This was Susan said last week is she met a really interesting woman just, you know, doing this seated flirt um, once a week. So it um it can be it can be really useful with um platonic relationships as well okay nil and you guys if you have questions raise your hand or put your question in the chat hi nil hi welcome how can i help you remember i messaged you last thursday remember Kind of. And you said you wanted to meet a girlfriend, right? Yeah, I never had before. You've never had a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, How old are you? I'm 23. Okay. Okay. So did you listen to what I just said about the five flirts? Yep. Okay. So that would be a good place to start. Now, let me ask you this. Everybody wants both, but what's more important to you to get your feelings cherished in a relationship or your thoughts respected when the chips are down and there's a conflict, which do you want more? One's masculine, one's feminine. Um, I have no idea. Okay. Okay. So that's something that I suggest you think about for a little bit and, and, and ruminate on. You can also experiment a little bit with that. You know, in one scenario, you can be in your feminine, which would be feelings cherished. In one scenario, you'd be in your masculine, which is thoughts respected. Do you want to take care of somebody or do you want to be taken care of in a relationship? Uh, I want to take care of them. You want to take care of them. Okay. Uh-huh. So that means that you would be in the masculine, okay? Mm-hmm. So that means thoughts respected. That means you're going to be making the first move on those flirts. So if you have five seconds of eye contact and a smile mm-hmm. reflected back to you when you send it out to somebody that you think is attractive, that you like, that's your signal that it's okay to approach and start a conversation. I don't know how to flirt. Okay. Well, I'm teaching you. It's the five seconds of eye contact and the smile. That's where it starts with the eye contact. Eye contact and smile at the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then if that eye contact and smile is is returned to you, if you look at someone and she doesn't look away, but she looks back and she smiles and, and, you know, looks in your eyes, then you know, oh, 
she might she might be interested so then your next move is to is to approach her and say something so mm-hmm. you know it yeah so it could be can i buy you a cup of coffee it depends where you're at do something simple make it be like just something that's in front of you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and go some go places go somewhere at least once a week where you like the look of the people who are there where it will be a good place to plant yourself for 45 minutes to an hour and mm-hmm. you know see who comes in make your move on people who on on people you like who come in try to strike up a conversation you know do say something you know compliments are a good way right um opening a door for a woman you know think about ways you can cherish a woman's feelings um you know asking questions do you understand does that make sense okay i think so okay so try doing that and let me know how it goes okay okay sounds good so you guys can ask me any questions you want about anything that i've said so far as well or anybody else's work or anybody else any of the advice that i've given anybody else um and you can also put things into the chat so if you have a question put something in the chat or raise your hand um i usually do these for about an hour sometimes we go a little more sometimes we go a little less and everything is really motivated by what you guys want this is my only free event that i'm doing right now right now i'm doing them once a week um i might adjust that but use this exploit it use this time um this work is all about using the tools like i said of transactional analysis of androgynous semantic realignment to get what you want um but if nobody has any questions i'll just close it down i'm not seeing anything in the chat oh here we go brett hi brett hey chloe how's it going good thank you how are you good 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 i guess if no one's gonna chime in i can right yes how can i help you Oh, yeah, no, just, um, I don't know, maybe part of the reason I've not been chiming in is because things have been going pretty well lately, so. Oh, right, don't you have a girlfriend now? Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say a girlfriend, but, but, yeah, yeah, somebody, we're spending time together, you know, and, and, uh, enjoying getting back out there, enjoying our company and stuff like that. It is interesting, though, because, uh, even with somebody where things go kind of smoothly, like just I notice start noticing little things that I'm I'm like you know like you know a big litmus test is like are you more attracted to someone as time goes on or do you get less and less attractive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like okay, what's going on? And I kind of realized that um, she does a little bit of that um, what you call those people that try and capture both the yin and yang, or they does that make sense? They yeah. When you go, the problem is when you go, and that's okay. In just you know, if it's working, it's okay. It, the problem yeah. comes when there's an awkward situation or a conflict. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then if you're approaching a conflict and you're trying to take up the feelings and the thoughts, it ends up being an act of narcissism because the other person has nowhere to go. Yeah, and it's it's just slightly that way. Like, does that make sense? It's so, like, normally would be, I guess, unnoticeable. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I still really enjoy our company and everything, but then every once in a while I do notice some things coming up. Right, some conflicts. Well, right. I mean, most people don't know this work. They don't know how to do this balancing act, right? Yeah. And I remember when my husband and I, I mean, we went a good 10 years without too many problems, but then a lot of problems hit. And yeah. that's one of the 10 years is kind of a marker in in periods of relationships anyways. But 
Um, then when the problems hit, then it it really it really became necessary to use these yeah. tools or to learn these tools. But I remember in the very beginning, my husband and I were both like, when when Dr. Pat was like, you know, who wants their feelings cherished first? We'd both raise our hands. Who wants their thoughts respected first? We'd both raise our hands. You know, yeah. she's like, I yeah. see you guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. It can be really, it can feel very scary to give one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's interesting. It's not like there's really been any conflict. There was a small little thing and I like handled it right away. And she was like the next day, oh my God, that you're like so much more mature than me. I'm a little embarrassed, you know? Like she had like really positive feedback about the way I handled it. Mm, so that's one, good. That yeah. sounds like she might be teachable, which is, yeah. you know, the most yeah. important thing. Yeah. So, and you know, as I mentioned, it's nothing too severe but it's like i do see the i think probably the like maybe the attraction wasn't strong enough to begin with and then if there's like stuff that starts to come up that like i guess more like you could put it in the category of like oh i could see how this could become an issue for me down the road does that make sense like with repeat yes yes but yeah. if you're out on a date, you're enjoying yourself and you can like you know we're having a good time and everything i we enjoy each other's company and um, um right then you can just kind of like brush it off you know but but it does kind of sit in your mind as like you know, that kind of contributes over the long term to like the attraction just diminishing slight but but bit by bit over time which exactly. is what you want it yeah. kills it kills the chemistry basically when somebody takes up both sides and when you don't have that balance that yin yang balance in the relationship it does dull the chemistry um, but look, you know, the most important thing is if she's teachable, it sounds like she's open-minded. So that's good. And you'll just have to see how it develops over time. You know, the basic, um, test I use is, are they 51% valuable? If they're 51% valuable, we keep them. Yeah. And, you know, cause nobody's perfect. We're all out here. We're all fixers. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say is that, you know, there's periods of of courtship to, and relationships too. So the first three months are generally called the perfect period. The second right. three months are then the imperfect period. Are you in the second three months yet? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, okay. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess even, you know, just to say that I think I've kind of decided that I'm probably not going to end up getting in a relationship. With so oh, okay. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think that's kind of a you know where that's where it's where, going okay so are you are you flirting with other people are you are you well ready? i you know i'm a little maxed out with work and everything and, I got all, and, and so like i don't like have enough spare energy to like you know but but i do have i'm like jesus i gotta start yeah basically start flirting with other people i know that sounds bad but no 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 i mean ideally you know before you're in a relationship you're dating three people yeah. So that you don't get overcommitted to one. Right. You know, right. Before you're actually committed. And so it's not either or. If it's just two, then you're like deciding between two options that don't really exist yet. So three tends to be like the magic number. Yeah. In terms of, you know, look, none of these tools are going to eliminate vulnerability in relationships, but it just mitigates it a little bit. Yeah. 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 And I have a, a you know an interesting kind of um, about something that I got from this. You you kept on saying to people try stuff out of your comfort zone, and mm -hmm. you know just one example. Um, I have this steadfast rule of nobody under thirty. Okay, mm -hmm. and it's might seem arbitrary, but it's like I've also noticed that between twenty eight and thirty two, there seems to be a shift you know and i i saw I agreed yeah all my friends went through it you know and everything and so there's this life stage shift so it's not the number 30 you know it's it's really like have you gone through that that shift or not and but then lo and behold um there's this woman woman she's like 28 and you know um it, you know it's a little bit probably younger than my own she like we've we've known each other for a while and everything. And there's always been quite a bit of like sparks between us. Never took it to, but like recently I'm like, Hmm, why not? I mean, if it's just dating, right? Yeah. 
yeah, she might be. May, I mean, age doesn't matter that much. What I don't like is when I see predatory situations. And so uh-huh. often when there is a big age difference, it is predatory, right? Because right. somebody's right. using their power, their age, their maturity, their money, whatever it is to control somebody else. But if that's not the case, then, you know, everybody everybody matures at a different rate. So I'm I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and just sort of like being like open minded to to uh, to new and different experiences, I guess is yes, that's so yeah. important because that's one of the things that happens in our childhood is that we kind of get, and this is you know again this has its plus side in terms of like we're so good at adapting, right? Mm-hmm. We need to adapt to our environments, but we're too good at adapting. And so we get kind of used to seeing and expecting the same things over and over again. And then that um, becomes the only things that we're seeing. And so it is really important um, to try new things and to challenge yourself, even when you're scared, so that you can o- literally open your mind open your horizons. It's also how you stay young by meeting some of these psychological challenges that really keeps mm-hmm. you young. The more you avoid something, the worse it gets. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And um, no, I really like the idea of like dating like three people at a time or whatever, you know, as long as you're not like, I guess you got to kind of, kind of can't sleep with them. Right. Because it's like, then you're like, you know that then then attachments start forming right i mean yeah okay you can sleep with them intercourse is a different story (laughs) (laughs) intercourse and that's fine if you want to engage in casual sex that's fine but it's just that the two of you both need to understand like what i object to is telling a woman you want to be in a relationship just so that you can have intercourse and then that's not really true Right, 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 right. So it's just that you guys need to just make sure before intercourse happens that you're on the same page because I'm not into deceiving people. Sure, 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 sure. Um, And then for women especially, but you're an older guy, it might happen to you, but for women especially, we can get bonded to people even we know aren't good for us. Well, that's what I was going to say about the... the, the dating multi like I've, I've actually you know just kind of gone into relationship after relationship after relationship and you know it's like either completely single or in a relationship and yeah one of the happiest times of my life was when i was just i was doing exactly that just you know dating two or three women at a time and not getting very serious with any of them and you know just enjoying getting to know people and their company and everything and and, um, you know, it, it, it did help the not um, getting into the, you know, because you really do have to wait until. The, right. Like, the problem is once you start having. Yeah. Once you start having the intercourse, it gets that part becomes so exciting that you sort of stop getting to know each other for a while. Yep. yep. Um, and so then that ultimately ends up not giving you enough information to know if you if you need to you know if you want to invest into a long-term relationship Absolutely. And it doesn't awesome. mean you can't oh, fool around true. you can make out you can mm-hmm. you know do other things it's just no anal oral vaginal sex yeah, those yeah, are yeah. the things that release the oxytocin in the brain that causes you to bond well, that, that's kind of where we're at with, with Denise's her name, you know, it's just um, we're just kind of dating, doing kissing and holding and stuff. And that, that's about it, you know, and it's about as far as I'm willing to go. Right. Um, because, yeah, I don't want to, you know, if, if I just got out of a situation, I don't want to get in too deep with anybody. But I've also kind of communicated to her, like not in explicit terms, but, you know, enough hints here. And, you know. Okay, so she doesn't think that you're in a relationship. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, because she, no. you know, she should then she should be dating too. Probably, <laughs> I, I've not asked her. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just like don't bring that stuff up because you know, I guess even bringing that stuff up, relationship discussion. You're kind of going in and out. Sorry. 
Oh, I said, even just bringing that stuff up, I said, no, I've not brought it up, but I've, I've thought about it. Like, yeah, she could very well be already outdating other people, you know, and because because we've not had any sort of exclusivity talk at all, you know. Right, right. She might. Right. Exactly. And and she probably assumes you are, too, or even, you know, you're within your rights to and regardless. Yeah. But I'm yeah, happy yeah. to hear that you're getting out there and that you're not, um, you know, waiting anymore. Oh, waiting to like get back into the yeah, waiting to get ready because you know that can go on. Didn't we have someone in here who was had been waiting seven years? Oh my god, yeah. You never you know. There's often not really a time where you're going to feel ready, so you just have to kind of like jump in the water. Yeah, yeah. That's where these tools help, though, because it gives you a little roadmap. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, I mean, you know, it was kind of a, a wounding experience what I went through, kind of majorly so so you know healing and stuff but yeah you know in, in terms of be, you know you kind of grow in the relationship i think is what you're saying that's why you're never truly ready you just kind of once you're the right relationship is there you're growing in the right way right yeah okay so, well thank you for sharing i look forward to hearing more yeah. <laughs> does anybody have any question about brett's work um or any of their own questions no yes no no update from you susan <laughs> okay okay well then i will wrap it up um oh joe hi joe I was just going to point out that Adrian had put some stuff in the chat, and then I, I had a question after that. Yeah, I saw this, Adrian, but um, I didn't see a question, so I just read it, and you know, if there's a question, um, you can type that in or raise your hand. Okay, go ahead, Joe. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I was, I was, um, I was uh, dating a woman recently and we've broken up since, but um, as things became more physical, um, I started to get more, um, um, sort of, I don't know, um, so something started to come up with being touched and, uh, I was at a school event and one of the, I was talking to one of the counselors who I talked to about classes and um, after we talked, he went and sat down and, and later he came over and kind of put his hand on my shoulder and um, made some joke and smiled at me and uh, it didn't really bother me too much then, but then it started to, once, once I started to think about it later, it bothered me more and then I tried to... Um, I don't know how much we can talk about here, but um, when I, 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 try, I try to engage it in sort of a Jungian, like active imagination way. I'm just wondering what the problem was. And uh, I think it was two or three different times I tried to do this and then I just started to uh, uh, you know, cry just started to cry and I, but there weren't any there's never been any memories of anything happening or any images that came to mind and uh, how old are you uh 38 okay and you're in school yeah i'm returning to school okay and so you were triggered by somebody putting his hand on your shoulder yeah i mean it it hasn't, it's not something that come up before with any other relationships or anything else, but I mean, it, it had been a while, but it was just something weird that came up. Uh, was this person making a move on you? Was it a romantic gesture? No, I think it was just friendly. The, okay. the, the stuff with the woman was romantic and that, that, that was like happening at the same time. So. Okay. I'm confused. Um, you were triggered by, I thought the man putting the hand on your shoulder. Yeah, that, that was that was that's the thing I was thinking of. Okay. 
but this happened around the same time that I was dating this woman and things were getting more physical with her. Okay. And that was also triggering you. Yeah. Like I, I didn't have a problem touching her, but when she started to touch me, I, I would freeze up. Okay. Um, okay. So you might have, um, especially if you don't have memories of your childhood, you might have, um, you might have had some traumatic experiences that in order to survive them, you had to disassociate from them. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that for those kinds of, of, you know, it's good that you're noticing that you were triggered by touch. That's like the first step. Um, for that kind of trauma, I really recommend um, tapping or EMDR. Have you heard of those modalities? Yeah, I've heard of both. And I'm actually meeting a guy who does uh, EMDR and uh, there's like Hakomi and he does a few different body things. Okay. I mean, I know what part of the country are you in? Are you in Southern California? uh northern northern california okay because i know somebody in southern california who's very good but there is also um yeah i mean see how this appointment goes if it doesn't go well there's also um, a directory that you can search online of all emdr practitioners and they often have like different prices too so it depends if you can afford something or not but um, like, you know, so you can see like different levels of practitioners if that's an issue, okay. but, um, yeah, for stuff like that, you know, it's when you're having a trigger, it's always about, it's never about what's happening in the moment. It's always yeah. about something that happened in the past. And if you can't access that memory, it's actually a really good sign that this is happening because if you can't access that memory, if the brain can't think it and the mouth can't articulate it at some point, it will manifest in the body as disease. So okay. you do, you're on the right track. I'm really happy to hear that you're, um, you have an appointment. This is another really good book here. I was just going to say the great thing about EMDR and tapping is, um, you get very, you often see results very quickly. And I mean, like few sessions quickly. Okay. Um, so this could be like, you know, really pivotal for you. Sorry. What were you going to say? I was saying like the other things that came up was just saying like, don't touch me. And this, uh, some kind of phrase, like just sudden friendliness from a male and just Something, yeah, just I mean, again, there's not, there's no clear associations, anything, but, um, but right. I mean, obviously, we can sort, I mean, it does seem like there was some kind of, there must be some kind of abuse that you're, you're some kind of memory that you're disconnected from. And, you know, a lot of times, especially when we're talking about, um, sexual abuse, those memories get locked away even tighter because we interpret our participation that in them as um, liking it or even yeah. sometimes, you know, you can have an orgasm from something that you don't like. Yeah. You can be raped and have an orgasm. So it's like, you know, when, if you do, I just want to caution, if you do stumble upon um, some hidden memories you know, it probably will be a painful experience and just try to be as compassionate to yourself as possible during that time and not blame yourself for things that happened to you as a child. We tend to internalize that responsibility, partially because it gives us a sense of control, partially because we don't really understand things when we're children, because we're not, you know, we're not fully developed. Um, so here's another book that I really like too that might be helpful. Okay. Um, and sometimes it's hard, you know, see if you if you connect with this person and it resonates and you know it it inspires confidence in you, wonderful. If it doesn't, 
don't be afraid to find someone else. Okay. You know? Um, the guy that I really like, I'll put him in the in the chat too. And maybe I don't know if he does virtuals, but his name is um Jeffrey White. And he's okay. in he's in West Los Angeles. But um you know, it like I said, I think this is really a really powerful tool, EMDR and tapping. And some of it you can do on your own, but I think in your situation, you did the right thing. You're finding someone to help you with it. And um, yeah, let me know how it goes. I look forward to um, to hearing what you find out. Okay. And one other thing from, I've noticed, I don't know if this is, can be related, but just having not many memories in general from childhood. I mean, then, um, it's not like it's all blank, but just, I'm not sure how many memories people have, but um, yeah, I don't think they have a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, when when people, it's usually a red flag for you, you know, when you don't when when you can't remember your childhood, it usually means that there's something that's too painful to remember. And I mean, red flag, just in the sense that it's something to pay attention to and explore so you don't get sick. So it doesn't torture you. So it's not sabotaging your relationships so that you can receive love from somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. Because those of us who have been hurt as children aren't real eager to receive from others because we'd rather shut it down instead of getting our hopes dashed again. Yeah. And, you know, I I go through that, too. I was an abused child. Um, so I, I know where you're coming from. And even now, you know, I mean, you, but it does get, what I can say is it can, it does get better is you have to put in work and it sounds like you're doing that. Um, and then sometimes you'll still see vestiges of it rearing its head. You know, it's like the layers of the onion. It never ends. But I think once you start doing this work and you get some results, you develop a taste for it. And then okay. you will be more inclined to continue, even if it's painful. It will be painful, you know. Yeah. But as we've said in, the, in this group before, life <laughs> is full of pain. Um, it takes an extraordinarily strong person to be able to withstand that pain um, and not reach for a destructive behavior. And so I like to hear that you've stopped short of, you know, even though you wanted to tell the guy, get your fucking hands off me, you didn't, you just, you know, you moved away, but you didn't, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you didn't go, you know, nuclear on them. You didn't get triggered to a point where you completely lost your mind. So that's already a positive. You see what I'm saying? You're already at a point of having a certain degree of self-awareness enough to seek help. So yeah. You know, as long as you're open and teachable, really, you know, the sky's the limit. Okay. You can, you can heal. The brain is plastic. You know, Freud thought, oh, you know, everything happens in zero to 12. Then you're, well, he actually thought you're really cooked by three mostly. Yeah. But now we know we can change the brain. So hang okay. in there. I'll look in those books. Yeah, check out those books. I mean, the tapping in is good and you could like even start tonight, you know what I mean? Doing some of those yeah. exercises because I know how it is when you want, when <clears throat> it's partly why I work the way I work is because when you want help and you finally get to that point of asking for help, it's yeah. so hard to then, oh shit, I've got to wait two weeks for an appointment, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it's like, you just want to get started already. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, good. Well, yeah, come back. You guys know that I love hearing your updates. Um, you know, your stories, your questions. Um, I love to see how this your testimonials. I love to see this work in action and it helps everybody else as well. Um Okay. Anybody else? Quick question about Joe's work or anything else that I've said? 
again, you guys can find me here. I'll put it in one more time. You guys can find me on. Oh, Susan. Okay. Okay, Susan. Here. You can find me on IG. I usually put up a piece of original content every day. You can find me here. I'm probably going to be starting a module one, which is the introductory um, package pretty soon. And you can see the link for the sign up there in the chat. Okay. Hi, Susan. Hi, Chloe. How are you? Hi. I'm good, thanks. I have to say that I'm liking this spring weather. It's like um, maybe people in general, but I'm noticing men are noticing me more after, you know, hibernating all winter, it felt like. <laughs> yeah. I, I go, I go, like I was at CVS and this guy's checking me out and then the end of the aisle and then somebody else. And I'm like, oh, I like this. Yeah, it's <laughs> spring. That's what, Rick, remember spring. we were talking about that last week. It was like, yeah. you know, things are going to heat up now, guys. It's, you know, the the weather's warming it's up. Good, it's time. Mm -hmm. It's time <laughs> um, to get your flirt yeah, on. Even, even at work, eating out, people are eating outside. So, there's some flirting going on there yeah love it so yeah so my question was about the place that I um have talked about that I enjoy I've, I've met several people and I really like it but you know it's usually women right and I'm not sure if it's because easy for me I can start up a conversation with women and I don't have to think about uh the yin yang thing about waiting mm -hmm. but but the man i don't know if it's me or being feeling uh a little nervous about it or if it's the location and so i thought well maybe i need to try that try a different location to see yeah. it, see how that goes and if yeah. it because yeah, I, location can make a difference. Probably it can, and if you're—I mean, I understand you like that spot. Yeah. You can keep going there. I don't know where it is, but yeah. if it's mostly women that you're meeting and that are showing up there, yeah, you might want. No, to there's up. men, but okay. But is it kind of—is it like a granola spot where it's going to be attracting a lot of feminine men? No. No. Okay. No, I think I'm just feel. I don't feel confident enough or, you know, I kind of prejudge the rejection factor. It's like, Oh, you know, he looks nice. I wonder, but, I, but he's out of my league or, you know, just okay, stuff like right. that. So like, don't I'm, do I'm that. Feeling, right. I, I, <laughs> right. Or you can do that, but don't, but don't listen to it. I mean, you know, we can't prevent thoughts yeah. from coming up, but we can prevent ourselves from acting on them. So I'll give you an example. Right. Um, you know, we talked about the pool a lot in this group and, you know, a public pool, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and different strategies, you know, people who are going to the pool to flirt and whatnot. Um, I was there recently and I was just standing in line. There are actually a lot of men at the pool. I noticed that. So that might be a spot for you. Mm. But um, I was standing in line and it's funny, you know, I know what you mean. I used to think that to get a conversation going with a guy, I would have to necessarily start it. I just couldn't wait for them to do it or not do it or, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> yeah. But I've been noticing that you know, the more I do this work, the more I'm in my feminine energy, it just, even though I'm not dating anybody, I'm not even going out for flirting because I've been married 20 years. Um, just because I've changed my energy so much and I'm so much more feminine than I used to be, men will still approach. Right. And so, um, I was, looking at just the vending machine. So this is like just an example of something you could do. I was just looking at the vending machine and kind of like studying it. Or, you know, one day I was just reading the posts on the wall and, you know, we were standing in the line. So there was men all around me. And both of those times men, you know, tried to help me with what I was doing. Oh yeah. The water is more than the soda in the vending machine. You know, it, 
men get a bad rap with, for mansplaining. I'm not talking about that. I like it when man, men try to help me, right? I want to receive that. If I'm at work and they're telling me I'm wrong about something I know, well, then that becomes mansplaining. But to just be helpful, you know, um, is a very cherishing thing. And so both of these incidents, I was just standing there looking at something and the man said something because, oh yeah, the pool's actually, actually, I mean, actually the guy was full of wrong information at the time it was the bulletin board because he was like, oh yeah, this is uh the pool, pool's going to be closed at this time or whatever. And so if as much as you can kind of like do those things that amp up your feminine energy, you know, moving slower, using your left hand, leading with your feelings, um, waiting, letting him talk first, um, that is going to attract a more masculine man who will ultimately start a conversation with you. Um, now, again, you can always ask a question if you're interested in somebody you know, um, like, excuse me, your food looks amazing. Is that the apple pie? I really am craving apples or whatever it is. Right. So if you, if you're, if nothing's happening, you can always ask for help. That's still being feminine. Um, I think I've told the story before of a client that I had who was going to Whole Foods all the time and was seeing this guy and they'd even chatted a little, but he wasn't pulling the trigger right? He wasn't doing anything outside the store. And so we made a little plan that she would be in the parking lot when he was leaving and have a stumble, not hurt herself majorly, but just have a little stumble and see if he came to help her. And it worked. He did. And then they ended up going out on a few dates. So, you know, things like that, where, you know, you just put kind of put yourself in a position in which you're open to receiving help. Does that make sense? Yes, which is uh, hard for me to do because as women, as a single woman, <laughs> you're not too stoked to be vulnerable, right? Yeah. And yeah. like I've raised kids, I've moved, I've done all this stuff. And so it's kind of hard to, you know, take the back seat or whatever and wait. But that yes. is what I want. But it's yes. having the confidence that someone will want to help me. I think that's part of it too. Yes. It's that inner struggle. And most, most struggles are yeah. inner struggles. You know, all this work, you know, it's about relationships. So it really does come down to the relationship you have with yourself. Because that's where all everything starts, you know, and when you change that energy, it radiates to your whole life. And we've all had that experience when everything's going our way. And this is kind of one of those things you can do to sort of put you in that mode all the time. So that even if things aren't technically going exactly your way, they're still going your way because you're coming from a place of balance within yourself. Uh. I know it's really hard to be vulnerable and it's really hard to be patient, mm -hmm. and it, but it is just a matter of practice. Yeah. Okay. You know, don't be, I, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. You are making a lot of great strides, you know, and yeah. again, you know, look at it as an experiment. Be like, oh shit, this is yeah. hard. Oh my God. I like that guy. And he's not coming over here. What the fuck? You know, like, oh, this yeah. you know, and just sit with it, you know, being able to observe yourself a little mm -hmm. bit is helpful. Okay, I'll try that. Okay. You know, and the yeah. more awareness you can bring to it, the better. A lot of times all we can do is bring awareness. Mm -hmm. Oh, there I did it again. I started the conversation. <laughs> the problem is when you do that is men, masculine men don't, they they need to be needed, right? They need to do the masculine energy needs to do good, to feel good. Feminine energy needs to feel good, to do good. And so you're taking away yeah. his ability to do good when you are doing everything. And I, oh my God, I get it so much because that's, what's gotten you through all these tough times is your masculine side. So you almost feel like, yeah, 
you're letting it down. But you have you have a job, so you have a, a lot of opportunity to be masculine during the day, right? Right. And you're still you know, very- before before your program. I used to think I, men wanted to know that, like a woman or me, that I'm competent. I didn't want to look, do something, or that they had to help me. So, right. so this is new. This is new. Yeah. Right. It was new for me too when I heard it. And I was like you. I was like, oh, right. It's like a job interview. I got to put my best foot forward. And it's actually the mm-hmm. opposite. And I can see now why so many masculine men that I was like, why isn't he like me? Well, that's because you're competing with him. You know, that's because I was competing. That's because I was trying to outman him. Right. Yeah. So, I sometimes I'm like, God, if I had had these tools in high school, <laughs> and actually one thing that's been really nice is I have had the opportunity to work with a lot of young people. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, that's, that's one of those just like misconceptions. It's not a job interview. It's okay to be yeah. vulnerable, even though that's not the way you were raised. A masculine man will want that. And then you find out if he's cherishing, you know? Yeah. I had a client who, God, she was so hung up on this guy. Um, but he was, but she wanted a masculine guy and he was very feminine. He was very, very good looking. He was in the fashion industry and she basically learned how to ride uh, motorcycles just to be like near him because he was very into motorcycles and she got Mm -hmm. a coach and she did all this stuff just so she could keep up with him and she was riding motorcycles with him and she had an accident this first accident actually wasn't that severe but it was you know never less an accident she was on the ground and he kept going oh my gosh he didn't come and see if she was okay oh yeah forget him you know, so yeah. Yeah, that was a really bad sign, hmm. you know, so it's important to get yeah. that information earlier rather than later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So it's okay. You can be a little vulnerable. It feels bad because we associate it with the vulnerable feelings that we had as children. But now you got to rem- remember, even if you get triggered by it, you're a grown up. You're not a little kid. You can handle it. All the things you just said to me, you can handle it. You're right. Kidding. You're a badass. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing great. I'm really proud of you. Okay. Thanks, Chloe. You are welcome. Okay. Does anybody have a question about Susan's work? Okay. I'm going to wrap it up now, you guys. You know where to find me. Um, You can reach out to me. If you have questions in between this meeting and the next meeting, you can reach out to me on Meetup or Instagram or through my website. Um, Sign up for the module if you want to learn more and really like get a feel for how to apply some of these tools to your life and see the changes that people are are already been seeing. Um, You know, it really, this work really does give you an advantage. Um, And that's why I love to teach it because I can see how much good it does. Okay. Well, if I don't hear from you, I'll see you next week. Good night.